Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Welcome, everyone. It is Sunday, February the 20th, 2022. It is currently 5.39 p.m. Central Time. And once again, I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Now, we're going to begin this by looking at a couple of scriptures. And I want you to, if you can, if you have the ability, open your Bible and look at at the scriptures with us. If you have the Blue Letter Bible app, you are definitely going to need it for this episode. We're going to be doing a lot of looking at the Blue Letter Bible app and the interlinear, looking up Greek and Hebrew words. It may at times feel a little tedious. You may be like, okay, just... No, 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 don't. I don't want all of these details, but I think all of these details are going to be important because we're going to be dealing with a very important subject. All right. So are you ready? Let's begin by going to John chapter 7, verse 17. John chapter 7, verse 17. John chapter 7, verse 17. All right. In fact, I'm going to go back to verse uh, 14. I'm going to go back to verse 14. John chapter 7, verse 14. Now, about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Obviously, I want you to write down the word doctrine. Write down the word doctrine. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1, we read this. Here's 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 3, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, we read these words. As I besought thee to abide with, uh, okay, let me read this again. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went unto Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Right, write down the word doctrine. Okay, you've already got it written down. Just write down the reference in the word doctrine, all right? Next, Romans chapter 6, verse 17. 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 Romans chapter 6, verse 17, we read this. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Again, the word doctrine. Let's look at one more passage of Scripture here. Let's go to Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. And guess what we read here? Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. 
Now, in each passage, the word doctrine is used, and we are going to begin a series this late afternoon, this late Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening on the subject of doctrine. Now, in a minute, we're going to go back through those passages and at least just summarize the basic teaching there, right? Well, we will at least do that, but we're going to get into, we're really going to get into like the, the Greek and Hebrew words, and we're, we're really going to dig into this so that you really understand doctrine. But let me explain how we have arrived at this moment, because typically, if, if you pay attention, in many cases, all of our podcasts are kind of connected. That something discussed in one podcast maybe end up discussed in another, or I may or may establish an idea in one, and then four or five podcast episodes later, I kind of return to the idea. Sometimes people will catch on and go, oh, I see kind of a pattern forming, or oh, I see what you're doing. Sometimes people catch on. Maybe sometimes I'm just trying to be a little too clever. Sometimes there may not be, uh, in, I may not be trying to do anything. But in this particular case, let me explain what happened. In our series, where we place the spotlight on different Christian podcasts. The, the, the last two episodes that we did where we turned the, podca- uh, the spotlight on a Christian podcast, and we do that just so that you know the different Christian podcasts that are out there, getting you to subscribe to them, getting you to use all of the things that are available to you. We listen to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast, the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. And they talked about doctrine in there. They talked about doctrine. And I thought, well, you know, that that would be interesting. We, we you know, that, that could be an interesting, just a mini study on doctrine. But then I, I started thinking as they were talking about doctrine, that I want, what I want to do is talk about doctrine and make sure we really understand what is doctrine. But here's what I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to have a good answer for this, but I'm going to try to challenge us in this. This is going to be kind of one of my, goals in this, one of my purposes in doing this so that you kind of understand is I want us to grasp and understand what doctrine is. I want you to understand the significance of doctrine. But here is the question I'm going to continue to challenge you with. Once you figure out what doctrine is, once you figure out the importance of doctrine, and once you pursue a correct understanding of doctrine, how do you maintain a level of humility in the pursuit of doctrine, because sometimes as people gain understanding and doctrine, they lose any sense of humility. They, as they gain, in a, sometimes what happens with an understanding of doctrine is an increase of arrogance and pride, and they lose all sense of biblical humility. So how can we gain biblical doctrine and maintain biblical humility? First, I'm just going to try to make us understand what doctrine is, but that's the, that's the question I want to be in the back of your mind. Every, every little thing you learn about doctrine, every little thing you learn about doctrine, I want you to be asking yourself with, with all of this information about doctrine, and the more I understand doctrine, the more I gain biblical doctrine, what can I do? What can be done to maintain biblical humility? Because biblical doctrine without biblical humility is not a good thing. Biblical doctrine without biblical humility really will lead you to being unbiblical. 
Biblical doctrine without biblical humility will really lead you to be unbiblical. Oh, you may be very biblical that you've got the right doctrine and you can cross every T and dot every I and get it all right, but you will become unbiblical because your biblical doctrine will simply become a source of spiritual pride that ultimately will make you be acting and conducting yourself in an unbiblical way. I want you to hear that again. Biblical pride without biblical humility, will make you unbiblical because that biblical doctrine will simply become a source of spiritual pride and arrogance. Sometimes the worst people you want to be around is someone who's been to Bible college for a year. They say you come back and they think they know everything and they're really to tell you everyone is wrong and they've got it all figured out. Now, I know this because I've experienced it in my own life. Sometimes the more doctrine you gain, the more arrogant you become. And I think the issue is the doctrine we learn should lead us to become more humble. Education should humble us. It should not create arrogance within us. The more you learn, the more you should realize how much you didn't know. Education is the process of revealing your ignorance. So the more you learn, the more ignorant you know you have been, so you should become more humble. The more doctrine, the more you understand the significance of biblical doctrine and you try to possess biblical doctrine, it should make you realize how much you did not know, how you know, incorrect in your doctrine you were, so that should humble you. But here's what we have a tendency to do. Well, okay, yeah, yes, I realized how messed up I was doctrinally, but now I've got it all figured out, so now I can be arrogant. No, if, 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 if biblical doctrine without biblical humility will make you unbiblical, biblical doctrine, it can become a source of spiritual pride. So, just when they were talking on that podcast about doctrine, I just felt that there was a little bit of pride in it because it was like, we've got to figure it out. And everybody else is a heretic. Everybody else is wrong. Now, I understand that doctrine will lead, a, there, there's a, that is consistent with doctrine in a certain way. In fact, in some of the verses we just read. But I just want to really throw this idea out there. As we learn about doctrine, I want you to keep thinking, okay, how can I maintain how should this understanding of doctrine humble you? And how can you maintain that humility as you increase your understanding and doctrine? If we don't have both, we are in trouble. Now, let's go back through each passage and get just a basic, and I don't know how far we're going to make it, but we're just going to see, all right? Let's go to John chapter seven. John chapter seven again. John chapter seven, and I know I always get emails. Why do you use physical Bible when you could just look it up digitally and it would save time because I like, again, holding the actual Bible. John chapter 7, verse 17. All right, now let's state, state this again. All right, this is very important. All right, now we're going to go through each passage and you can just write down a, a, a you know, any thought that I'm going to give. I'm just going to give some basic thoughts on these passages. John chapter 7, um, which verse are we looking at? John chapter 7, verse 17. All right, John 7, verse 17. Uh, verse, or I'm sorry, verse 16. 17 is the one we really were supposed to read, but I, I, I decided to, I, in my notes I have 17, but I chose 16. All right, here we go. Uh, my doctrine, this is John 7, verse 16. 
Jesus, uh, Jesus answered and said, Jesus answered them and said, okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm laughing because I threw myself off because I looked down at my notes and I'm like, wait a minute. I said John 7, 17. And for some reason I read John 7, 16 and I stopped because I decided 16 was more important than 17. All right. And here's the reason why. So we'll read both of them now. John 7, 16, Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but he that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. I originally wanted to go with 17, but I think that I want to emphasize 16. In fact, I may have earlier said 17 and I stopped with 16. You're probably, why didn't you read 17? Because I made an editorial decision in the middle of speaking, okay? I do that frequently, all right? It's amazing. Like, no matter, I may read a scripture and then get a certain thought in my mind, and then the next time I read it, my thought completely changes. But I want us to focus on this concept here, that Jesus said that, that his doctrine was not his, but it was the, the, the one who sent him. Jesus is saying, my doctrine is not my doctrine, it's the doctrine of my father, in other words, this is not like the doctrine that Jesus just made up. It is the doctrine of the eternal God, Jesus obviously being true God. But it's the, the doctrine of deity. It's the doctrine of eternity. But here's the question. Your doctrine and my doctrine, we, it should never be our doctrine. It should be the doctrine of God. So we have to constantly challenge to see, am I preaching and teaching and believing my doctrine or do I actually understand and have the doctrine of God? Now, this is one thing that should always keep you humble. All right. Remember, I just went through that whole thing about humility. So I, I do apologize that I messed up a little bit there. Now I'm kicking myself that I messed up. But but uh, in some ways it's good because maybe my mess up will, will make you remember this. Maybe, maybe my mess up requiring me to fix it will help you remember this. The more, the, the more we understand that the doctrine we hold to is not our doctrine, it's the doctrine of God, that should humble us because it's not even our, it's not like we came up with it. We're smart. We figured out. It's, 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 we, we, I know we take it almost like we almost treat doctrine like, look, I have it. I figured it out. I know it. I'm smarter. But it's the doctrine of God, and it's only by his grace that we understand it. It should humble us because we didn't come up with the idea. We didn't come up with the doctrine. We didn't write it. We didn't create it. It's not ours, right? Like, typically, if I, if I have a book here, okay, I'll just grab a book. Let's say this is some great novel, some amazing novel, right? It's like, and I just read it and read it and read it and I mark it up, and I'm always telling people, you got to read this. This is amazing. This is great. I don't have some arrogance like I've read the novel. I'm I, and somehow like I'm ready to debate and argue with everyone. No, I, I've discovered the novel and I want to share it. In other words, I'm excited about it. Somehow we take Bible doctrine and we almost act not that we say, but we almost act like we wrote it. We created it. It originated with us and we're smart. No, we it's not our doctrine. It's God's doctrine. And, and we didn't know it. And at some point we had to figure it out. So we need to be patient with people who don't have it. I, th I think that, and I'm sorry if I keep hitting the mic. I think we've got to never forget that. 
because it's so very, very important. So there, there's the first one, all right? John chapter 7, verse 16, and then 17 goes on, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. In other words, if you if you listen to the Father and understand it, you'll understand then that, that the doctrine um, uh, belongs to uh that the doctrine that Christ speaks is consistent with the Father because one God, three distinct persons. You get the idea, all right? Now, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. 1 Timothy 1, 3. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. All right. So the first thing I want you to just understand is it's not our doctrine. We are to hold onto the doctrine of God. It's not ours. We don't hold on. We don't create the doctrine. It's not ours. And we never, if it becomes our doctrine, then it's a problem. It's not ours. We're simply proclaiming it. We simply learning it. It's not ours. And, and this, we are to only teach that doctrine. We're not to teach any other doctrine. That's the doctrine that we must teach. We, we're not to modify it, change it. We're not to, to destroy it. We're not to rewrite it. We're not to remake it. We're not to mold it or shape it. We're simply to proclaim it. It's not our doctrine, and we're only to teach that doctrine which we have received from God in his word. Any other doctrine is not acceptable. And then Romans 6.17, Romans 6.17 I know there's a context here, but Romans 6, 17, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, which was delivered you. Here's the thing. It's not our doctrine. It's the only doctrine we can teach. And it's the doctrine we, we should obey. We should obey. We should be more worried about our obedience to doctrine versus trying to make everyone else obey the doctrine. Sometimes we're more worried about everyone else not following or disobeying a doctrine. We need to constantly always be applying the doctrine to ourselves and seeing if we are obeying it, if we are following it. It's not ours. It's the only one we teach. And it's the one that we should focus on obeying. Before we worry about trying to make everyone else obey it, before we try to worry about everyone else, we have to constantly think of it this way. Biblical doctrine should, move, should always lead you to the mirror, not the window. Biblical doctrine should lead you to constantly looking in the mirror, which should humble you. Remember, I, I keep wanting to driving this point on how can we remain humble? Biblical doctrine should drive you to the mirror to look at yourself. And you'll constantly see in yourself how you fall short of biblical doctrine or how you do this or how you dis, do, do that. It, we, it, because we worry about obeying it ourselves. It's not our doctrine. We can't teach any other doctrine. So it's not, you know, we're teaching what has already been given to us by God. So it's not about us being smart or clever. And then we, we should worry about obeying it. It should be about, it should drive us to look to ourselves, look in the mirror. And then Romans 16, 17, Romans 16, 17, Romans 16, 17, we read these words. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and, and 
offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. We are to avoid anyone who teaches a contrary doctrine to the doctrine of God. Now, this does cause division, and this does require what may feel to be a little bit of arrogance because you are going to have to declare that is not right doctrine. So this is going to require a little bit of discernment. Now, this is where we have to still try to maintain humility. Remember, though, this is not about a personal attack. This is not about their personality. This is about that's the doctrine you teach. I do not believe that's the doctrine that came from God. I believe that's the doctrine of man. I believe you're not teaching the doctrine that came from God. You're teaching your own doctrine. I don't think you're obeying the doctrine that comes from God. Therefore, I have to make a conscious decision to not to separate myself from you. And please note what else has to take place here. This is, and now th- this is the unpleasant part. And it can come across as being somewhat arrogant, but it must take place. It cannot be forgotten here, right? We want to maintain a biblical balance, but this part cannot be forgotten. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. You got to mark them. You got to sometimes expose them and call them out. And then you have to avoid it. You can't, look, doctrine is so important that you can't just overlook the difference in doctrine. That's very important. All right, now, there's there's what we're trying to do. I want to maintain humility in it, but those are some basic scriptures giving us some some of the concepts of doctrine. Now, let's do this. Let's go back to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 16. Hopefully I didn't say John. Now I'm thinking, now I'm going all the way back to the beginning and say, did I say John 6? I probably did. John chapter 7, verse 16. Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. So let's just start right here. What is the word for doctrine right there? What word is you, what, what's the Greek word that's translated doctrine right there? Well, let's look at it. All right, let's look at it. I'm going to open up the Blue Letter Bible app. That's not the Blue Letter Bible app. Where did it go? Here it is. All right. I'm going to go to the Gospel of John. I'm going to go to chapter 7. I'm going to go down to verse 16. Open up the interlinear. And here is the word for doctrine. Uh, He says, my doctrine is... Not is mine, but his that sent me. The word for doctrine in verse 16 is this Greek word. You may know this Greek word. Strong's G, 1322. Didache. 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 I can't can't make that guttural sound. But didache, or didache, it's... We can almost say Didache, right? There, there's an early Christian writing that, that goes along with this idea. Didache. I, I'll play it one more time. I, I can't make the guttural sound. Strong's G, 1322. Didache. Didache. 
Am I doing it okay? Now, the main thing is whether you can say that exactly right. The is used 30 times in the King James. It's translated 29 times as doctrine and one times has been taught. Instruction, the act or the matter, doctrine hath been taught. Basically, it means teaching, that which is taught, doctrine, teaching, concerning something, the act of teaching, instruction, and religious assemblies of the Christians to speak in the way of teaching and distinction from other modes of speaking in public. All right. So this is the idea of teaching, teaching. So what Jesus is saying, my teaching is not of me. It's from the one who sent me. All right. Did okay. Right? Now, that's, that's interesting that, that it's the idea of teaching. So simply put, doctrine is that which is being taught. That which is being taught. Every teaching, in a sense, is a didache. It is a doctrine. It's that which is being taught. Everything we teach about God's word, every interpretation, every application, in a sense, it's a derache, it's a teaching. Now, in John 7, that's verse 16, my doctrine is not mine. Verse 17 reads, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God, is it the same Greek word? Let's look really quick. It is the same Greek word, right? So it's the same Greek word, derache. Derache is teaching, teaching, right? Teaching. And we can go back to the early, early, one of the earliest writings in church history is the Didache, which is the early teaching of the early church, right? It's one of the earliest writings we have. We've done some teaching on it, but didache, didache is the Greek word here, which just means teaching. That's the main thing to get across. It means teaching. Now, that's John 6, 16 and 17. Now go to 1 Timothy 1, 3. 1 Timothy 1, 3. I know we keep reading the same verses over and over and over. That's intentional because then you'll start getting these memorized. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Let's see, is that the same Greek word? Well, let's look. Let's go to 1 Timothy Chapter 1, verse 3. I'm in the wrong thing. Verse 3. Here we go. Interlinear. Here we go. Um, here we go. They teach no other doctrine. They really kind of run that all together. It's this Greek. Oh, wow. This one will be fun. Here we go. Strong's G, 2000. 85 heter adaskaleo heter man Ooh, that that is that is a that's one to remember heter adaskaleo let me hear that one more time that's a good one strong's g 2085 Heter heter ad id ascaleo. Heter ad id ascaleo. I'm really trying to break it down. Heter ad id ascaleo. Heter ad id ascaleo. Heter ad ascaleo. I'm, I'm really trying to break it down 
it may not flow, but you're really getting the idea. Heter ad ed oscaleo, all right? And this is used two times, teach other doctrine or teach otherwise. Uh, the idea of heter ad ed oscaleo is to teach other or different doctrine, deviating from the truth. Heter ad ed oscaleo is to teach another doctrine. It's deviating from the truth. You cannot teach heter ed ad oscaleo. You cannot do that. You cannot teach a different doctrine, but it's still teaching. In other words, you have teaching that is the that is correct teaching, or you have teaching that is incorrect. Correct teaching is correct doctrine. Wrong teaching is wrong doctrine. It, it, that's almost a, a good way of understanding it. Now, let's go to, uh, that was uh, 1 Timothy 1.3. Let's go to Romans 6.17. Romans 6.17. Romans 6.17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Let's see it, what Greek word is used there. All right. Let's go to Romans chapter 6, verse 17. Let's go to the interlinear. What's up the word doctrine? And, oh, we got a, no, we got this Greek word again. All right, this Greek word. Strong's G, 1322. Didache, 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 didache. I keep wanting to say didache, but there go didache is the uh, I guess the correct way. I keep I keep because I'm thinking of didache, but didache, didache is more the correct way. So that's the same idea, right? That that's the teaching, and that's that's the the teaching is doctrine. But then there's a wrong teaching that will be a false doctrine. And you're not to teach anything contrary to the correct teaching. You've got the correct teaching. Anything that deviates, devi- deviates from the correct teaching is a false teaching. Okay. Now let's go to the next one. Romans 16, 17. Romans 16, 17. Which reads... Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offense contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. Let's go to that passage and see what we find. Let's go to Romans chapter 16, verse 17. And which Greek word do we get here? We get this Greek word for doctrine. Strong's G, 1322. Didache. 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 We're right back to the same Greek word. Didache. We're to the same Greek word. Didache. Man, I, that, that one could cause me all kinds of problems because I'm trying to do the guttural sound the way they do it. I'm trying. Didache. I'm trying. I'm trying. Did you still see what I'm doing? I'm putting the K, not the didache. Hey, all right, so you get the idea. But same Greek word. So we've got this idea that there is teaching, that's doctrine. And if you teach anything contrary to it, well, now you have, you are, you've entered into a, a wrong teaching, a wrong doctrine. In fact, we'll go right back to it. Um, right back to uh, 1 Timothy 1.3. We'll go right back to it. You will be guilty of this. Strong's G, 2085, heter ad ed oscaleo, heter ad ed oscaleo, heter ad ed oscaleo, 
heter ad askaleo. Yeah, that's that's that I can I kind of get that one a little bit figured out. Heter ad ad askaleo. You got that ad id ad id askaleo. Heter ad id askaleo. You really have to really have to emphasize that. But that's a contrary teaching. Right? You have a contrary teaching. So you either have the right teaching or you're teaching something opposite to the right teaching. And that, in a sense, is doctrine as simple as we can put it. Let me read, read from a book right here that I have on doctrine. The word doctrine simply means teaching. In a nutshell, Bible doctrine refers to the teaching of the scriptures. It refers to any and all teaching of the scriptures. But in this, of course, we will focus on some of the prominent doctrines. But that, and the, this is a book about Bible doctrine, and it's just, it's teaching. It's teaching. It's either right or it's incorrect. So people say they don't care about doctrine. Well, you care about doctrine anytime you hear any teaching, anytime you teach. If you if you teach anyone, if you say, well, that verse means this or that, you teach doctrine. Doctrine is constantly discussed, talked, and shared about within the Christian world because we all have a thought or opinion about what a text says or what it doesn't say. That is the teaching. Now, they are going to point out in this book that I have right here on doctrine, they're going to point out some different Greek words. I wanted to start with John 7, 16 and John 7, 17. John 7, 6, John 7, 16 and John 7, 17. First Timothy 1, 3, Romans 6, 17 and Romans 16, 17. Because those all, they kind of give us a little bit of element of, of what teaching is. We got to make sure, hey, it's not mine. It's not my doctrine. Once it becomes my doctrine, it's it's a wrong doctrine. It's it's the doctrine that belongs to God. That should humble me because it's not mine, right? Hey, don't teach anything contrary to the doctrine you have learned, right? Well, that should always keep me humble to ensure that I'm not teaching something that I the doctrine which I have received. Romans six seventeen is I need to obey that doctrine. I need to focus on my obedience to the doctrine. So biblical doctrine should take me to the mirror, which should humble me. And then Romans 16, 17, yes, we have to mark out and avoid those who teach false doctrine. But in a roundabout way, that should humble me because I don't ever want to be the one guilty of teaching the false doctrine, which, I, which we all could be guilty of at any moment in time. So in a sense, all of that should humble us, which was one of the major theses I set forth at the beginning of this. But they're going to add some more here. Now, they say the Greek word translated doctrine, which refers to the things that is taught, and they're giving some different scriptures. Let's go to Colossians 2.22. Colossians 2.22. They say there's a different Greek word here. Colossians 2.22. Colossians 2.22. All right. Um, I'm going to go back to verse 20. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. Right now, they use the word doctrine there. Let's go look at it. Colossians 2.22. Let's go to the... Uh, Blue Letter Bible app, Colossians 2.22. I told you it was going to be a little tedious. I told you, All right? Colossians 2.22, and it's a completely different word. It is this. 
Strong's G, 1319. Didascalia. 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 Now, obviously, you can see how it's connected, but didascalia. Now, didascalia means it's used 21 times, doctrine 19 times, teaching one time, learning one time. Um, it uh, Didascalia is from this Greek word. Okay, well, actually, it's from a different Greek word. I thought it was related to one of the first ones we looked at. Actually, it's it's even from a different Greek word. Okay, we we won't go. We won't follow. We won't follow that path right now. Uh, didaskalia, um, it's from a different Greek word. We won't go there right now, and it means instruction, the function or the information, doctrine, learning, teaching. Basically, but it's used as teaching, instruction, teaching that which is taught, doctrine, teaching, precepts. So once again, it's connected to teaching. It's connected to teaching. They want to say it refers to the thing that is taught. So in a simple way, doctrine is teaching. This one, they're saying it emphasizes the very thing that is being taught. Okay, you you can try to draw that distinction. They also uh, point out here 1 Timothy 1.10. 1 Timothy 1.10. We'll look at that. 1 Timothy 1.10. First uh, Timothy one ten for whoremongers for them that defile themselves with mankind for men stealers for liars for perjured persons if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine right and I, I bet you that it's going to be the exact same Greek word I don't think we'll have to look up all of these I'm just going to verify make sure that that's the direction they're going here I'm almost positive. It's the exact same Greek word. Yeah, didaskalia, right here. Strong's G, 1319. Didaskalia. Didaskalia. Didaskalia, yeah. So it, it is the exact same Greek word. That, that, that word, didaskalia, is translated doctrine in Colossians 2.22, 1 Timothy 1.10, 1 Timothy 4.1, 1 Timothy 4.6, 1 Timothy... Uh, 416, 1 Timothy 6 1, 2 Timothy 3 10, and 2 Timothy 3 16. All right. So it's it's the idea of what is being taught, but it's still connected to teaching. It's still connected to teaching. That you can try to draw these like little, well, it's teaching in general. This is what's being taught. You can try to draw these very, 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 very specific distinctions but it's still all going to be about teaching. They also, they have Romans 12, 7 mentioned here. Romans 12, 7. Romans 12, 7. Um, uh, Romans 12, 7. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. Now, they say here in this book that it's translated teaching, and Romans 12, 7. Now, let's see which, uh, which Greek word. I bet you it's the same Greek word. I'm almost positive. Uh, let's go to Romans 12, 7. Romans 12, 7. And that did not work. Romans 12, 7. If I can get to it. Here we go. Uh, he that teacheth, or teaching. Okay, teaching here is... Strong's G, 1319. Didaskalia. Didaskalia. 
didaskalia. So didaskalia can refer to teaching, what is being taught. It's just, it's teaching, 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 teaching. I, like, I, I, I could, I could just, I could really spend some more time on this, but you're getting the idea. Uh, so, uh, didaskalia, it basically refers to teaching, the act of teaching, and the act of learning. Uh, learning, uh, it, it's translated learning. Look at Romans uh, 15, 4. Romans 15, 4, we read this. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That's Romans 15, 4. Let's just go to Romans 15, 4. And see, I guarantee it's the same Greek word. Romans 15, 4. Okay. We look up for learning here. Learning, and guess what it is? Learning is? Strong's G, 1319. Didaskalia. Didaskalia. It is learning. So learning, teaching, everything about teaching and learning is well, it's doctrine. You learn doctrine. You teach doctrine. You you may teach a specific thing, which is doctrine. Teaching in general is doctrine. Teaching something specific is doctrine. Learning it is, you're learning doctrine. So it's all associated with the same thing. Now, uh, the Hebrew word, if we want a Hebrew word, something that would be equivalent to the idea of doctrine, go to uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 1, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Now we'll kind of look at a, a Hebrew equivalent here. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. You're going to get this word. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5. You're going to get, uh, well, I'll, I'll read. Uh, let's read Proverbs 1, 5 first, right? Proverbs 1, 5. I won't read it from the interlinear because it'll all be broken up and sound weird. Proverbs 1, 5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Now, you can probably get the idea here that um, this is the idea of basically learning, and it's this Hebrew word. Strong's H3948, Lekach, Lekach. Lekach, Lekach, Lekach. It had a guttural sound again, lakach, all right, lakach, and it means to, to learn. Uh, they, in fact, if you look up the meaning of lakach, it means this, uh, choose nine times, doctrine four times, learning four times, fair speech one time, something received, instruction, whether on the part of the teacher or the hearer, um, doctrine, learning, fair speech. It means learning, teaching, insight, instruction. It's, it's lakach is that which you have learned, which you have received. A wise man will receive and will listen to doctrine. He will receive it. All right? So there we have, it means something received instruction. It is also translated learning. All right? Uh, like didaskalia, lakach, can refer to that which is taught, the act of teaching, and the act of learning. The same Hebrew word does the it follows the same pattern as the Greek concept. Whether in Hebrew or whether in Greek, it is simply what is being taught, something specific being taught, or learning. Doctrine is teaching, 
the specific elements of what's being taught and learning. All of that applies to doctrine. So anyone who downplays doctrine, they're, they're not, you can downplay it all day, but doctrine is constantly occurring. And churches that may never, you say, they don't ever teach doctrine. Yes, they do, because every time they teach, that's doctrine in some way, shape, or form. They're teaching something. They're teaching something specific. You're learning. You're receiving it. That is the idea of doctrine, all right? Now, um, oh, and they're going to go through a lot of things here. Oh, man. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down a lot of things here. So let's, let's just stop here and think this through again. When it comes to doctrine, three things I want you to get down really, really easy tonight. All right, very simple. I want you to get the idea that it's not our doctrine. That anytime doctrine becomes our doctrine, it's not God's doctrine. And because it's not our doctrine, that should keep us humble, right? We, we've got to figure out how to, to understand the importance of biblical doctrine and yet remain humble. We, we, we also have to realize that um, you cannot teach any other doctrine, it's not your doctrine, so you can't teach any other doctrine or you end up with the wrong doctrine, all right? But we have to obey it. And remember, if we don't, if we, obeying it, meaning when we look to the, we look to the Bible and we see the doctrine, what is being taught, it should drive us to a mirror to look at ourselves to see if we are obeying it before it drives us to a window to go look at what everyone else is doing. And yet, Doctrine is so important that we have to distinguish someone who's not teaching the right doctrine, mark them, call them out, and then not associate with them. So doctrine can be divisive. Now, remember, as you're learning and understanding biblical doctrine, if biblical doctrine is not, is not accompanied with biblical humility, then you become unbiblical because biblical doctrine should bring about humility. Biblical doctrine should not make you arrogant. It should not lead you away from it. And biblical doctrine without that humility, just it, it, it just it, put it this way, biblical doctrine without biblical humility will just become a source of spiritual pride. Doctrine itself is just teaching, 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 teaching what is taught and learning. That is true there. It's true also in the Hebrew. All right? All right? Very important. Now, go to Acts chapter 20, verse 27. 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 For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Paul here is making sure the Ephesian elders understood that he is not shunned. He has not in any way failed to declare to them the entire counsel of God. Now, let's just look at this word and see what is used here. That's Acts chapter 20, verse 7. Let's go back to the New Testament. Let's go to Acts chapter 20, verse 7. All right, Acts chapter 20. Uh, let me make sure I've got the scripture correct. Acts chapter 20, verse 27, I should say. Acts chapter 20, verse 27. Acts chapter 20, verse 27. And we find ourselves with this. It's a different word, all right? It's this word. Counsel is this word, all right? 
Strong's G1012, Boulet. Boulet. Boulet is the idea of the council. It's translated 12, it's used 12 times. Council, will, advice, Boulet, volition, advice, purpose, council, will. Now, this book on biblical doctrine that I have here that I keep looking down at, they say right doctrine is called the council of God. Okay, I'm not a big fan of that because it's completely a different word. What Paul is saying that he had not shunned to declare to them God's, uh, you could think of it, God's purpose, God's will, God's advice. All right. So I don't know. Do we say, do we, it, would, would it be wrong to say that doctrine is called the counsel of God in Acts 20, 27? There's no there's nothing in the meaning of the words that would go there. But at the same time, if you, deca- if you declare something, if you teach something, then it is doctrine in that broader sense. Does that make sense? In other words, there's not a linguistic connection here. Like, hey, I, I, I did not fail to declare the counsel of God. And he uses one of the Greek words. Then you're like, okay, it, it's, it's doctrine. But it is doctrine in this sense. He declares God's counsel, God's purpose, God's will, and by declaring it and teaching it, it is doctrine, if that makes sense. Um, Romans 16, 17, go to Romans 16, 17. Romans 16, 17, they say this in regards uh, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. Doctrine is something that you must learn. Doctrine is something you must learn. I think that there, there, there's no problem with them talking about the fact that you have to learn it because, well, it's it's right there. It, it uses the, the the Greek word. Everything is there. All right. So they talk about the the counsel of God can be considered doctrine because it's something that is taught. I think that makes sense. Uh, doctrine is something that we learn because at Romans 16, 17 talks about it. 1 Timothy 4, 6 mentions this phrase. 1 Timothy 4, 6 mentions this phrase. 1 Timothy 4, 6. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Now, good doctrine. Let's look up this phrase. Let's look up this phrase and see what Greek word is used here. All right. That's 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 6, 1 Timothy 4, 6. Doctrine here is this Greek word. Strong's G, 1319. Didaskalia. 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 We're right back to the same Greek word. Now, now it's using, see that they throw in the counsel of God concept there. And, and yeah, you have to kind of work that to make that fit. 
But in this particular case, we're learning some things about doctrine added to what we've already learned. So we're at 51 minutes, so I'm going to have to try to give you some very specific things here, all right? We started off, what I want you to understand is we need doctrine. I hope you what you have noticed here is doctrine is an important concept that's talked about a lot in Scripture, and there's a lot of different Greek words used to talk about it, okay? And so we, we, we've learned the Greek words, we've learned everything about doctrine, but hopefully what you're realizing is doctrine is important. Doctrine is important. And as we understand the importance of doctrine, what I'm trying to demonstrate and trying to show you is that with the importance of doctrine, it must be balanced and it must be accompanied with biblical humility because if we don't, Bible doctrine, which is good, will become a detriment to your spiritual life because you'll become nothing more than puffed up and spiritually arrogant. So Bible doctrine without biblical humility makes you unbiblical and And if you're not careful, if biblical doctrine is not accompanied with biblical humility, biblical doctrine will become a a source of spiritual arrogance and pride and actually will be detrimental to your spiritual life, which is absolutely insane to think about. We've looked at some very important scriptures here. John chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. And the main takeaway from there, it's not our doctrine. Just as Christ said, it's not my doctrine. It's the one that sent me. It's not your doctrine. It's the the eternal eternal God. It's his doctrine. So don't be arrogant. Don't think that you own it. Don't think that you control it. Don't think you can modify it. It's not yours. We can only teach that which we have received. We're teaching something we didn't write. So we shouldn't be made arrogant about it. We need to obey it. All the doctrine you've learned, are you obeying it? It should drive you to a mirror to look at yourself. Not Sometimes we take doctrine and then we want to go show everyone else, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. What we have to do is go, wait a minute, am I obeying what I've learned? And then Romans 16, 17, though, does lead us to the concept that at sometimes we do have to mark those who teach false doctrine and avoid them because that's how important doctrine is. But remember, while you're avoiding other people, you better make you stop and look at yourself because if they taught false doctrine, so can you, so can I. The word doctrine simply means teaching. And it can refer to teaching in general, teaching something specific, and learning. The Hebrew word does the exact same thing. The Hebrew word does the exact same concept, the exact same pattern. It can refer to learning. It can refer to that which is taught, the act of teaching, and the act of learning. Right doctrine. Good doctrine can be, can be referred to as the counsel of God. Okay, Maybe. It can talk about the doctrine which you have learned. This is very important. Doctrine is not something you pick up by osmosis. Doctrine is something you have to learn. You have to learn it. You don't become a Christian and get it. You have to learn it. It requires work. It requires effort. And then I'm just, I'm just going to end with this one. Go back to 1 Timothy 4.6. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Good, there is, there's good doctrine, there's bad doctrine. And a, a pastor should be trying to teach good doctrine. 
And you have to draw the ability to discern between good doctrine and bad doctrine. We'll stop right there. There's so much more I wanted to do here, but that gets us a good start. You learned a bunch of, I told you it was going to be tedious. I told, I warned you, I warned you. Now, this would have not felt as tedious if everyone would have been here tonight. Like if this would have been an in-person service, it wouldn't have felt that way. Um, Well, it still would have been tedious, but most likely it would have been, um, it probably wouldn't have felt as much because of the interaction with the people. But when you're just sitting here in an empty building, it, I, I don't know how it feels on your side. On my side, I'm like, man, okay, come on, come on, come on. Um, do, do we look up all of these Greek words? Do we? Do we look up all these Greek words? Do, do, we, try to, do we try to work through this? Or, or do we just move right, right along? Do we just move right along? Well, I wanted you to hear all the Greek words so that you just know that you can, because some people, the reason I wanted you to learn, hear all those Greek words, let me help you understand. Sometimes people will take these variations in a Greek word and really try to, they'll, they'll turn them into something more than, than really they should be. This is just, it's about teaching. That's what doctrine is. Teaching, what is taught, the act of teaching, learning. It, that's what it's about. You don't, don't try to make too much about the fact that they're, sometimes it, some, a preacher will like, oh, they use two different Greek words and then create an entire doctrine out of that. Sometimes it's significant when they use different Greek words, but sometimes, okay, it's, it's like variations, but it's the same thing, right? Same thing. It's, it's teaching. I can use a lot of different words to mean the same thing. I, I maybe want to talk about how awesome something is. And I might say it was great. It was cool. It, it, I, I can come up with all kinds of different words, but, and, there, and each word may have a slightly different meaning, but I'm still referring to the basic concept. Doctrine is teaching and it is important. And we need to understand that. All right. I'm going to stop right there. I, I, I'm pausing because I feel like, man, I almost want to go back and go through each Greek word, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, I'm just going to stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, everyone have a great night, a great week. Uh, God bless.